Welcome to A Feminist in Progress, the podcast that's about to get really honest and be true to love. I'm your host, Price, and this episode is a continuation of our 14-part series on the book All About Love, New Visions by feminist writer Bell Hooks. This episode, we're diving into the book's third chapter titled Honesty, Be True to Love. John Wellwood once said, When we reveal ourselves to our partner and find that this brings healing rather than harm, we make an important discovery. That intimate relationship can provide a sanctuary from the world of facades, a sacred space where we can be ourselves as we are. This kind of unmasking, speaking our truth, sharing our inner struggles, and revealing our raw edges is sacred activity which allows two souls to meet and touch more deeply. In a chapter that's about honesty, Bell Hooks makes the peculiar choice of first talking about the act of lying and how it is something most of us learn in childhood. In childhood, we learn to lie to avoid punishment or disappointing or hurting an adult. We also learn the contradiction that we get punished for telling the truth. So it is then impressed upon us that it is better to lie in order to be spared punishment. Lots of children are confused by the insistence that they simultaneously be honest and yet also learn how to practice convenient duplicity, Hooks writes. As they mature, they begin to see how often grown-ups lie. They begin to see that few people around them tell the truth. I remember witnessing this contradiction in the grown-ups who were around me while I was growing up. It felt odd being preached about honesty, but also being told to lie on behalf of an adult. An example would be um, if somebody were like knocking on our home's um, gate and I'd go to, and or if somebody was like looking for a parent, I'd go to that parent and then they tell me, tell them I'm not here. <laughs> I remember those things. <laughs> In hindsight, it's kind of like, wait, I'm expected to be honest, but I'm lying on your behalf. Okay. <laughs> and when I myself reached adulthood, I learned how easy it can be for lying to play a role in relationships that masquerade as love. I learned to keep secrets that entailed I lie to everyone else. I saw a man I thought I loved lie to a mutual friend and play along with the lie, trying to save his face. I also lied. Well, yeah. Prior to the serious relationship that I have right now, whatever relationship-ish that I found myself in, it involved uh, some forms of lying. But going back to the book, Hooks cites Harriet Lerner, who once said that patriarchy upholds deception 
and encourages women to present a false self to men and vice versa. Nowadays, I do the necessary work of trusting men, of unlearning the belief that I'll be lied to because that's all I've ever known in my relations with them, where there was often an element of dishonesty. Hooks, as well as other scholars, claim that men tend to lie more frequently. She argues that this is made possible in a patriarchal culture, writing, quote, To understand why male lying is more accepted in our lives, we have to understand the way in which power and privilege are accorded men simply because they are males within a patriarchal culture. The very concept of being a man and a real man has always implied that when necessary, men can take action that breaks the rules, that is above the law. Patriarchy tells us daily through movies, television, and magazines that men of power can do whatever they want, that it's this freedom that makes them men. The message given males is that to be honest is to be soft. The ability to be dishonest and indifferent to the consequences makes a male hard, separates the men from the boys. End quote. Patriarchal culture does further damage to men by teaching young boys at an early age to not cry or express hurt, feelings of loneliness or pain, and that they must be tough. They learn early in life to mask true feelings. Sometimes they end up learning not to feel anything ever because being a real man means being tough at least according to patriarchy. Related to this, Hooks writes, Estrangement from feelings makes it easier for men to lie because they are often in a trance state, utilizing survival strategies of asserting manhood that they learned as boys. This inability to connect with others carries with it an inability to assume responsibility for causing pain. This denial is most evident in cases where men seek to justify extreme violence towards those less powerful, usually women, by suggesting they are the ones who are really victimized by females. I think I've seen some semblance of patriarchal masculinity in the men I've dated or been involved with prior to being with my boyfriend. I think about the one who resorted to friends with benefits affairs because he was disillusioned by his previous relationship. I think about the one who harnessed an image among his peers as the resident fuckboy, but deep down yearned for attention and acceptance from his father and had a toxic relationship with his then-girlfriend. Patriarchal masculinity requires of boys and men not only that they see themselves as more powerful and superior to women, but that they do whatever it takes to maintain their controlling position, Hooks writes. This is one of the reasons men, more so than women, use lying as a means of gaining power in relationships. A commonly accepted assumption in a patriarchal culture is that love can present in a situation when one group or individual dominates the other. So how can men challenge male domination? Hooks, along with other thinkers, 
believe men can return to love by repudiating the will to dominate. She also quotes John Stoltenberg, who in The End of Manhood, a book for men of conscience, said, quote, Justice between people is perhaps the most important connection people can have, end quote. Loving justice is an answer. Stoltenberg elaborates, and I quote, Loving justice between a man and a woman, or, and this is me quoting, uh, inserting myself here, between two people, you know, Anyway, loving justice between a man and a woman does not stand a chance when other men's manhood matters more. When a man has decided to love manhood more than justice, there are predictable consequences in all his relationships with women. Learning to live as a man of conscience means deciding that your loyalty to the people whom you love is always more important than whatever lingering loyalty you may sometimes feel to other men's judgment on your manhood. End quote. What Hooks and the scholars she cites tells us is that in order to bring justice in our love lives, we have to unlearn the childhood lesson of lying and learn to be loyal to ourselves and others and love justice. Lying, Hooks believes, diminishes and erodes the possibility of meaningful, caring connection, and it stands in the way of love. And it is not just men who are taught by patriarchy to lie. Hooks writes, Indeed, if patriarchal masculinity estranges men from their selfhood, it is equally true that women who embrace patriarchal femininity the insistence that females should act as though they are weak, incapable of rational thought, dumb, silly, are also socialized to wear a mask, to lie. There are women who lie in order to manipulate men in their lives, in order for them to give the things the women think they want or deserve. Sometimes they lie in order to bolster a man's self-esteem. Hello, fake orgasms. Hooks even cites the deception some women resort to by choosing to get pregnant when a relationship is rocky as a way of forcing men to remain in their life or in the hope of forcing marriage. Yikes. When there are women who consciously resort to deception, they give in to age-old sexist stereotypes of the lying, manipulative woman that dates back to the ancient stories of Adam and Eve where Eve has been painted as the manipulator. I, too, have had to fight against the stereotype of the manipulative woman when it came to my current relationship. Specifically, I had to fight against the stereotype of the gold digger, the Filipina who's after the American man in the green card. I suppose I got dragged into this stereotype because there are those who use deception under the pretense of love, in order to leave this hellhole of a country and live in the U.S. Apparently, it's a hustle of sorts. But luckily, I've dispelled such notions by being myself. Still, it sucks that such deception exists in the first place. Early in my relationship, I told my boyfriend that I value open and honest communication. There are no secrets in our relationship because secrecy involves lying. Whatever baggage I have, I've laid out, and 
I don't feel the burden of my baggage anymore because I've given myself permission to put them down. Widespread cultural acceptance of lying is a primary reason many of us will never know love, Hooks claims boldly. It is impossible to nurture one's own or another's spiritual growth when the core of one's being and identity is shrouded in secrecy and lies. Trusting that another person always intends your good, having a core foundation of loving practice, cannot exist within a context of deception. It is this truism that makes all acts of judicious withholding major moral dilemmas. More than ever before, we, as a society, need to renew a commitment to truth-telling. Such a commitment is difficult when lying is deemed more acceptable than telling the truth. Lying has become so much the accepted norm that people lie even when it would be simpler to tell the truth. Part of justice through truth in our relationships is being able to handle honesty. Honesty in relationships is not just about loving someone for who they are or being loved for who we are. It is about allowing someone to share their thoughts and feelings without projecting onto them our perceptions of who they are. And this, I have to admit, I'm continually learning as I navigate my current romantic relationship. The wounded child inside many males is a boy who, when he first spoke his truth, was silenced by paternal sadism, by a patriarchal world that did not want him to claim his true feelings, writes Hooks. The wounded child inside many females is a girl who was taught from early childhood on that she must become something other than herself, deny her true feelings in order to attract and please others. Drag queen Kylie Sonic Love once said, don't let that hurt child make your grown-up decision. While it may not necessarily have been a wounded child that learned she had to be something other than herself and deny her true feelings in order to attract and please others, especially men, I am actively working against this motion that I have to do all of those. When men and women punish each other for truth-telling, we enforce the notion that lies are better, Hooks writes in the chapter's conclusion. To be loving, we willingly hear each other's truth, and most important, we affirm the value of truth-telling. Lies may make people feel better, but they do not help them to know love. for joining me in this episode of Feminist in Progress. We continue our deep dive into All About Love, New Visions by Bell Hooks in the next chapter, where we focus on the book's fourth chapter titled Commitment, Let Love Be Love in Me. Remember, there are ways to support this independently produced show. You can give a tip via paypal.me slash progress or through the GCash details in the episode description. 
You can also show your support by sharing the links to the show's episodes on your social media. While you're at it, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Feminist in Progress Pod or on Twitter at AFIP underscore pod. Until then, love with utmost honesty and remember that doing so is about progress, not perfection.